Hello and welcome back to Take Off with Wellness Story and this is episode 4 and we're finally talking about food, my favorite topic. I think it's everybody's favorite topic. But let's recap um, on our previous episodes. So in the first episode, we dealt with our own wellness journeys. Mm-hmm. In the second episode, we talked about the four drivers of health. And in the last episode, we talked about the takeoff model. And we dealt with the first three letters of the takeoff model, which deal with mindset, which is T, turn off autopilot, A, address your stress, and K, know your why. But today we're going to deal with E, which is eat yourself healthy. Yes, it's totally possible. So, Natasha, why is nutrition so important for us? Uh, The primary uh, um, goal of nutrition is to nourish our bodies. Nourish our bodies, nourish our brain, and literally what we eat provides us energy and it creates the building blocks. So, you know, like remember when we when we talked to our six-year-old to, to Daniel, and you know, we tried to explain to him why he needs to eat healthy, explain to him that if he eats candies, uh, literally built his body from candies. Well, it's very exciting for a six-year-old. So it was not a great like he would actually like this. It was not a great example. But you get the point. So what we eat, so if we eat on on, on fast food, this is what our body uh, becomes literally. The other thing, the other problem kind of linked to, to the same uh, topic is that because of our environment and because of our lifestyles, we are overfed and undernourished. Mm. We eat a lot of cheap um, junk food. Uh, empty calories, but the body and the brain isn't getting the nutrients. And the brain is not very um, uh, selective when it comes to sending messages. If you keep putting in food, so the body knows that that calories, energy is going in, but it's not getting the nutrients, it will keep screaming at you. Send the same message. Yeah, give me more, eat more, because we're not getting the nutrients that we need to build. So that's the the other thing. And this, in turn, leads to um, low energy uh, mood fluctuations, uh, depression, even hormonal imbalances, digestive issues, headaches, you know, the lack of focus when we, we lose the ability to, to think straight, to think strategically, creativity, all this suffers. And we kind of put it all down to the, uh, to a busy lifestyles. You know, this, this is, this is what it takes to be, uh, to be a successful executive, but mm. it's, it's, it's not the case. So how can we actually address this? So we talked about our evolutionary background where nature used to drive our impulses to eat, to sleep, etc. Those natural rhythms are gone, Yeah, they, particularly in exactly. nutrition. So how yeah. do we actually address this yeah. in, in our daily life? So, so the first thing, as always, and you'll notice this pattern, is um, mindset. And actually, particularly mindfulness around what we eat when we eat and how we eat. And you will notice patterns. I mean, talking for my for myself, and I know you notice that too, that I, when I'm stressed, for example, I tend to eat and then I eat very fast. And I started to notice this pattern. So I don't do that anymore because now I'm noticing that my eating is massively linked to stress. A lot of people eat because of anxiety. A lot of eat people eat because uh, they're lonely, they're bored. So emotional eating has become a real thing in our day and age. It means that we never actually feel hunger. Like physical hunger is quite rare. I mean, in our developed world, I'm talking. So we feel emotional hunger and we don't hydrate enough. 
And when we don't hydrate enough, our body is sending the, uh, our brain is sending the body the signal to eat. And, and that's a very interesting thing that, that when I learned about it, I was absolutely amazed to learn this, that the plants that we add had a high water content. This is the signal that keeps coming into, into brain. So next time, here's a practical tip immediately. Next time, if you feel hungry, check in with yourself. Is it, uh, is it an emotion that you want to deal with? Or most probably you're just thirsty because we forget to drink most of the time. So the second step, I would say, after mindfulness and being, becoming aware of your own patterns is cleaning up your, your kitchen and your fridge. And this is, this is probably my favorite um, exercise, the, the kitchen purge. And you'll find you get rid of so many food, which is actually not food. Mm. I mean, it's all the ultra processed food that you need to get rid of and try to stock up on natural food. Well, what is natural food? Food that, that you find in nature. One of our, um, our favorite functional medicine doctor, Mark Heimer, uses this. He says, is it made by God or is it made by man? And if it's made by man, mm, don't, don't eat it. You, you, you understand what he's trying to say. So if you can hunt it, if you can grow it, then it's probably, it is a natural food, so you can eat it. If it's processed, check twice, because there are some, some processed food, like for example, some, some canned um, vegetables that, that literally contain water and the vegetable and some salt. That's, that's totally fine. But uh, ultra processed food, all the fast food, all the junk food, just get rid of it. You know, this pre-made stuff and all this, all this junk. If you don't recognize the ingredients, exactly. chances are you shouldn't eat it. The, the third thing is probably seasonality. And this is also one of my favorite topics because having different backgrounds with Jim, Jim growing up in the abundant West and me growing up in, in the East mm-hmm. and the, the socialist block meant that you know, I understand seasonality. I know what grows uh, in season. I know when strawberries are available. Strawberries are not available in December. They don't grow in in our part of the world in what? December. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, you know, this is another I mean, subject that we discussed with our six-year-old. You know, try to him to get into the rhythm of, of some some sort of seasonality, mm-hmm. if, not, if not fully, uh, completely in season. But this is actually uh, important because the locally grown food have much higher levels of, of nutrients than the ones that, you know, the They've been harvested a little bit green so that they could be transported, not to talk about the, the footprint and et cetera, et cetera. So, so it's, it's good for the environment and also good for health. But it's also this issue of sugar. Fruit uh, is, is very good for you, but only small amounts of it. And in nature, there's only a certain time of the year where you have fruit. So that was a way of limiting the amount of, of natural sugars that you were. You're exactly right. It's, it's linked to how uh, the fruit were growing back and are still growing in our days, day and age. The next um, point is about hydration. I mean, especially the the, the busy executives. Um, you travel all the time. You run from one meeting to another. The maximum that you grab is a coffee, which is, by the way, dehydrating. dehydrating. So having a really cool uh, water bottle, BPA-free, super important. That's, again, another subject that we'll discuss later, the, all, the, all the toxins of environment. But getting back to this, this, this podcast episode. So get yourself a nice uh, bottle and just carry it around with yourself. Uh, I got into the habit of drinking water. I always kept like this big uh, 1.5 liter bottles on my table. I just have this habit of reaching for it and I miss it. It's not because I'm thirsty. It's because it is a habit now for me. Now, the next one is a little bit of a tricky, uh, tricky thing. This is Stop multitasking while eating. And I'm looking at somebody here. <laughs> really? <laughs> sometimes, I mean, we can, we can be very frank, right? So sometimes <laughs> when I walk into the kitchen, I catch you eating and watching 
something normally a podcast about health. Yes, very. But, you know. Yeah, and that's that's a good that's a good excuse. You know that you always do something useful, and and in this in the kind of in the name of saving time. But the reality is that the digestion process is such that if you don't give your full attention to eating. Um, and again, we'll discuss we'll discuss more about it in the book and in the program as well, you know, how exactly it works. But the digestion starts in the brain. And when you already look at the food, the brain starts the digestion process. Mm. The other thing is that, for example, if, you, if you're reading a news on, on the phone while eating, what does the news do to you? It stresses you out. It stresses you out. It increases your cortisol levels. And cortisol levels, basically, stress shuts down your digestion. Your body is stressed. It doesn't realize that it's not a saber to tiger that mm. is attacking you, but it's the news that's stressing you out. So let's shut down all the systems that are unnecessary. Digesting at this time definitely is unnecessary because we're going to run or fight or, or, or hide or, or do something. So all the blood goes into, into your extremities. Into the extremities and digestion is non-existent. So sometimes, you know, you have this feeling of uh, food is after a, a, a kind of a meal that you, you spend working or you spend watching the news. The food literally sits in your stomach. It does because it's waiting for you to finally pay enough attention and digest. And, and the last point I would make uh, on, on what can we do to um, to improve our, our uh, nutrition is is actually you have to give your body some time to rest from digestion. You must, you know, uh, going uh, to a fridge at 11 o'clock at night is not a good idea. But because at 11 o'clock at night, when everything is dark, your body knows it needs to repair. repair. And it cannot repair if you give it food to digest. So, you know, there's a little bit of confusion there as well. And it impacts your sleep. And so it's, it's, uh, it's a complex issue. But, but basically giving 12, um, preferably 13 plus hours, keeping 13 plus hours between your meals. So say you, you, you finish your dinner at, at 7.30, do not eat until 8 o'clock uh, the next morning. You know, you, you will survive without food. And that's, again, another subject that we'll cover later on in our podcast. What would you say some of the common misperceptions about food are? Yeah, that's that's another uh, great topic. You will remember one of the one of the times we had a group of friends down with us in Algarve, and we had a discussion about about healthy food. And one of our amazing friends who lives in Dubai, and he is a foodie, but like really top notch. Uh, he he said one simple thing. He said, "You know what? Healthy food doesn't taste good." It could not be far more far from from reality, because I think that the the reason why people have this conception is first of all they think that you have to live on uh, on some bird food and, and and rabbit food. Absolutely not. You have to, the, the key is to use seasonal fresh produce, the best meats you can find, the best fish you can find, the best locally grown vegetables um, you can find. Use seasoning. That's the other thing. Seasoning. We don't season anymore. You know, people don't even put salt because they think that, oh, oh my God, salt is the enemy. Salt is not the enemy. Tons of um, uh, of salt that is in the ultra-processed food is the enemy. But the salt that you use at the table is is totally fine uh, and actually much needed for, for your health. The third one is balanced flavors. I mean, we actually lost the joy of cooking. We lost it. I, I remember back in the days, I couldn't even think about like spending time cooking. But... A, it's a very joyful process. B, you really develop the flavors that you like. Don't be afraid to experiment with things. I mean, there's tons of 
recipes online. Um, what we actually have a, a suggestion, meal suggestion in, in uh, that go that come with the book. So you, you can you can take a look um, there. And in the program, we teach people basically some of the basics of how to zhuzh up your yeah. uh, your food. Probably the last and the most kind of controversial point that I'm going to make here is um, people try to avoid fat mm. because uh, we've been uh, we've been raised um, in this notion of fat is bad for you. So there's a lot of um, uh, low-fat pro- products that I grew up on, especially in the 90s. Everybody, everything was low-fat, use margarine instead of butter and all this kind of... This was super harming. I think that the science of nutrition has basically discovered um, that the, the fat is, is, is a must in the last 20, 25 years. So this is, you know, catching up with science right now. So do use healthy fats. Fats add a ton of flavor. So no wonder if you buy a, a kind of a low-fat product in the supermarket, it will have kind of to put back the flavor somehow, they will add sugar. Sugar, yeah. Um, and sugar is what, uh, in effect, makes making us fat. Uh, the, the the other caveat, or the caveat to make with with fats, is that you have to have uh, you have to um, eat healthy fats. So uh, avocados, for example, fatty fish, uh, olive oil, um, uh, nuts, for example, and make sure to avoid seed seed oils. Mm. The, the problem with seed oils is that first of all they're processed. In the process of processing them, there are a lot of um, nutrients that are stripped out and some toxins that get in. So that's number one. The other thing is that seed oils tend to have a, a high ratio of omega-6 versus uh, omega-3s. And we need those fatty acids, both of them, because omega-3s are um, are decreasing inflammation, while omega-6s are actually you know, uh, helping inflammation. And both we, we need in the body. Um, but this ratio in the nature, back when we were in cave times, um, it was more like, you know, two to one or, or you know, then four to one. Nowadays, it's not unusual to see a 15 or 16 to one ratio. And this is super hard. Like, can you imagine all that inflammatory things uh, running through your system? So... So do uh, throw out all of your seeds oils and and keep to the to the healthy oils. Again, it's avocado oil. It's sorry, avocados and avocado oil as well. Olive oil, coconut oil, and all the natural fats. So don't be afraid of um, of uh, you know a nice uh, fatty cut of meat. I'm actually <laughs> getting hungry. Getting hungry <laughs> as I'm talking about it. But um, but yeah, I would I would say this, this these are the the kind of the most common misconception about food. Excellent. And what would you say are some of the biggest challenges for busy executives when it comes to proper nutrition? It's the constant traveling. It's, you know, running from one meeting to another, uh, eating on the run, um, you know, multitasking all of all of the time. And it's, it's definitely it's definitely challenging to a to build in healthy habits and even, you know, to think about food. When when the other thing is that everything is 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 geared toward convenience. Like you, you can grab a sandwich, you can grab a donut, you can grab any anything on the go. So I think that the, the simple solution um, to this would be prioritizing meal prep and, um, and meal planning. But you and I know how difficult it is. It's, it's super tough. I mean, who has the time for it? Uh, what to prepare? Uh, what's true about nutrition? It's, it's very difficult to cut through all the noise. And this is why in the, in the takeoff program, we actually 
tackle this issue by providing a practical framework. So there has to be a kind of a base understanding mm -hmm. of what does what and layering the, the small steps, as you, you already mentioned, to avoid overwhelm. Yeah, uh, because we understand the busy schedules of these people, but also giving some really good tips and tricks of how you can how you can do this in, a, in an easy way, a convenient way. Because I think that's the problem for people exactly. who are so used to the convenience of fast food that it's it's difficult to to convince them that you know this this can be convenient. You can do this in a in a more simple way. Exactly. So unfortunately, I mean, the bad news is that you cannot. And there's no magic pill. There's nothing that you can you can you can do in a with a magic wand, um, and suddenly your nutrition becomes uh, perfectly healthy. No, you have to spend time, and 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 we teach this in the program, and we give meal ideas, we give the whole concept. So once you understand the, the whole framework, it's much easier to wrap your head around. We give um, some base meals that mm -hmm. you can use as a base, and and you can develop them based on on your uh, on your taste. My top three tips. Uh, for our listeners right now would be, first of all, plan your, uh, plan your meals. Take a moment on a Sunday afternoon to think about your meals. You know, when are your meetings? And just be more conscious. You cannot improvise meals. Improvising meals lead to blood sugar problems, digestive issues, headaches, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And not to talk about the more serious uh, consequences like cancer, Alzheimer's, et cetera. Mm. So take a moment to think about your schedule and how does the how how do meals uh, fit in there? The other thing I would say is that do not be afraid to skip a meal. Mostly uh, dinners would be super good for a lot of people to skip, but from practical reasons, for practical reasons, uh, people choose to to skip breakfast sometimes. That's also totally fine. Don't be afraid to do that. Don't be afraid to extend your fast, I'm afraid to use that word because not to scare people off, but, but yeah, don't be afraid to give your body a digestive rest for like, you know, 13, 15, 16 hours, super helpful for your, uh, for your health. And then, you know, be intentional when choosing a meal. Um, when, for example, you, you, you go out. Yeah. I think we we all struggle with, with going out late in the evening and particularly in a work context. I recall several instances when I was with Ryanair and, and Etihad where, you know, you conclude a major transaction or, you know, you launch a new route, whatever yeah. it is, and you're, you're abroad, these amazing uh, hotels, restaurants, uh, eating late at night, um, you know, drinking a lot of good wine. Yeah. And so how do you, you know, how do you, you maintain a balance in those situations? And I think it is just, Getting back to, to basic principles, it's okay to eat good food when it's available, but it's making sure that you you know you watch your portions. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to alcohol late in the evening, we'll talk much more about that when we get to the sleep uh, episode. But it has a major disruption on your sleep, so it's it's looking at how to moderate it. Yes. Yeah, so all in all, uh, celebrations and dinners are part, and they're a very important part of our lives. You know, we we are not uh, advocating for skipping them. On the contrary, but you have to plan for them. So I'm coming back again to this point of being aware of portions of what you're going to eat, thinking about it. That will help actually your digestion, mm -hmm. you know, opting, as you said, for uh, maybe for a smaller options, maybe uh, not eating so much carbs in the evening, just keeping it light on the on the on the booze side as well. Yeah. Um, it, it all helps. And it is OK to have a bit of a dessert sometimes. Oh my God. <laughs> 
Although in any normal circumstance, I would recommend to have dessert with your with your lunch rather than the dinner. But hey, I mean, when you go out and you have you are in a Michelin star restaurant, I think it's a must. And you know, when sometimes it's even okay to skip an event like this. Like remember when we were at at, at the conference um, uh, earlier this March and. Um, it was our, we had the first slot in the mm-hmm. morning. We didn't do dinner la- yep. that night because we chose deliberately, to, you know, to have our sleep. And we'll talk about sleep uh, later in the sleep episode. But, you know, everything builds on each other. And it's important to understand the framework and mm-hmm. then make a, an informed decision about it. So you're probably all now feeling a bit hungry after <laughs> listening to the, all the, the food um, but just check in with yourself and make sure that it's not emotional, <laughs> hunger, or maybe you just need to hydrate. So hopefully that's been, been helpful. In the next episode, we're going to deal with movement. So optimizing your movement, the O in the takeoff model. And uh, we look forward to seeing you then.